Hi there, everyone. Welcome to episode 76 of the Finger Guns podcast. My name is Roscoe. How are you doing? I'm joined this week, of course, by Mr. Greg Hicks. What up, nerds? How's it going? <laughs> yeah, not too bad. How about you? Fine. Yeah. I've just Thanks. been training, so I'm just having a massive like adrenaline dump right now. <laughs> I see. And I am really warm. You're going to let it out in your game of the week. Oh, yeah. Oh, I've got some full-on vitriol for that. <laughs> Very exciting. Uh, Mr. Toby Anderson. Evening. How are you, Captain? Uh, I'm great. Yeah, good. Had a good day. Productive weekend. Ready for a good podcast. Yeah. Nice. I'm psyched. I'm hyped by all the games I've been seeing recently. Wow. Yeah, it's been a good week. It has. It's been cool. With all the PlayStation and stuff. It's been Mm -hmm. fun. Absolutely. And finally, Mr. Sean Davies. Hi. How you doing, man? Are you okay? I'm fine. How are you? How (laughs) How are your fingers? You know... Uh, Toby's just had a ganglion go and mine's just like grown into some kind of weird <laughs> claw thing. So, <laughs> well, have you got one as well, have you? You will yeah. have now. So, well, well, Gamer's wrist, that's what it is. Right, let's, um, let's, let's bring it back to the beginning. What have you been doing for the past four days, <laughs> four or five days? Trying to recover finger guns. Yeah. Which I just want to say and give a, not even a patronising clap for, but an actual clap for, because you've done a hero's work. Absolutely. Cheers, buddy. Same. Because I wouldn't know where to start with all that stuff. I would have thrown my laptop out the window. There was moments. There were were several moments. Um, But if if you hadn't heard, um, Finger Guns was attacked. I don't know how long ago it was, but they broke it. And um, it went kaput. And we couldn't recover anything, really. And uh, that's where we're at. Uh, So we had to kind of rebuild and uh, make it stronger. Uh, The... $60 million man. <laughs> That's what it feels like. $60 million <laughs> <Sixty million dollar laughs> man. <laughs> That's what it feels like it's cost, yeah. We can um, rebuild it, but we can't afford it. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it's, it's, been a, it's been an interesting week. Um, but we are, we've got, we've got 150 odd reviews back. Uh, we've got a couple of reviews ready to go. Features are coming back, thanks to Toby and Ross. And, and we're, we're, we're getting there. And, uh, yeah, it's been a tough week. But, you know, we're, we're moving on up. To the east side. Yeah, you've done a phenomenal job, sir. Thank you. Um, As as has Toby, bringing back all the features this weekend. Yeah, well done, you two. Um, Like I said, I wouldn't know where to start. And I'm not, I don't know Ross's ability behind it all, but I speak for myself. I I wouldn't know where to start with all that. I know how to copy URLs, but that'd be about it. And if you were telling me where to put it, I'd be like, um, help. It's it's been fun. When uh, when Toby in the chat said, "Oh, if we can take on twenty to thirty each," my my little inner voice went. Um. I was like, "We can help, can't we?" <laughs> this is the royal we, right? <laughs> well, I did some. <laughs> yeah, no, well done, guys. God bless the wayback machine. And thank thank you to everyone that's put up with us this week as well. Like, it's been on fire. Well, I mean, it's it's we've been burning inside, but like, yeah, it, the site's been a fire, but we've not been firing on all cylinders because of this. So. Yes, and we and we, we got we a new patron this week out of um, we got a new patron this week out of support for us, which is Woo. incredibly kind. Thank you very much. And uh, yeah, it's all it's all good. We're all slowly getting back on our feet. Um, Mister Paul Collett is not with us this evening. He's on a date, like he is every Woo. Sunday. <laughs> you know, it's always Sunday. He'd have some sort of regular schedule for <laughs> Sunday nights. Uh, yeah, obviously, obviously, finger blasting is more fun than finger gunning. Oh, oh. <laughs> cut that out! <laughs> and the first thing to cut out is—yikes! Oh. I uh, hope he's rather... having a good day. <laughs> I'm sure he is. Uh, right, 
I'm going to go straight to Greg's Hicks for our first game of the week. I'm looking forward to this. Do you really want to start with me? Because I'm going to bring the mood down. Oh, you want like, to do like those, so week. just do it. Let's just, <laughs> let's just get it out of the way. <laughs> Shut up, Toby. <laughs> you bring my mood down. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, well, I've known you long enough that I can insult you. And it's true. Um, my game of the week is not going to be a pleasure. Normally, obviously, this is a bit to be the point where we go, oh, I recommend this game to you. But this week is something a little bit different. But it is my game of the week because I've been playing it a lot, or at least trying to. It's the Crisis Remaster. Dun, dun, dun. Or, yeah, Crisis Remastered, as it's geniusly cool. I was so looking forward to this. Like when Ross put it up in the chat about it, I was like, me, 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 me. And then um, you know, we were going, oh, it looked really good on my TV and all this kind of stuff. And I was really, really hyped for it because I played two and three. I was so, so excited. I never played the first Crisis because it was, you know, this this trial by fire thing for PCs, quite literally, in fact, because it would crash quite a lot of PCs um, because of its high graphical output. It also turns out it's because it was very poorly optimized. That was one of the other reasons. Um, and I know they released it for the PS3 and Xbox 360 as like a sort of HD kind of port, but this was meant to be an all singing, all dancing. You know, it's got ray tracing and all that kind of stuff. And I was so excited when we got the code in, a little bit delayed uh, through Crisp, which is no fault of his own. And it landed on us last Wednesday. I was so excited. And I booted it up. And the intro was fine. And I started exploring some of the world. Now, Ubisoft, before they started turning into collectathons, were known for their big open world games like Far Cry and Crisis. And all the trailers were like, look at this vast island. And then I got my first real sort of panoramic view of the island. And none of the trees or mountains stay still. And I was like, oh, balls. This is, uh, this is not good. Maybe I'll try changing the graphical performance from quality to performance. And it's still doing it. So I changed it to its special ray tracing mode, which is a separate thing. I don't know why, because control has it as a standard. Ray tracing is a separate vision mode for it. You know, huh. Quality, performance, and ray tracing. And yeah, if anyone does follow me on Twitter, um, you'll see the clips I've been sharing. It's a garbage fire. It's so terrible. And today's new one was swapping from my shotgun to my assault rifle. And my shadow was reloading continuously into a shotgun. And I was, <laughs> I was like... It's a, it's a brilliant video. It was, it was just like... I love that one. It was it's like, like a little magic glitch. It's like, it's really Pete, it's like Peter Pan's shadow. Who's, yeah. just, who's just come strapped. Um, and I swapped back to my assault rifle, and then my shadow did. And I swapped uh, back to my shotgun, and my shadow did. And I swapped back to my assault rifle, and it, it started reloading my shadow shotgun again. And I just, uh, I was watching it for ages, like, uh, okay. I had to equip my shotgun for it to reload all eight rounds, for it to finally stop doing it. But then you fire one shot, reload, switch back out, and it does it again. So it's clearly, it's clearly I'm, I'm going off topic. That's just, that's just today's one. It's a mess, and I hope they patch it, but that shouldn't be where we are with AAA games or even remasters of old games. We shouldn't be at this stage of, I hope they patch it. It's just another endemic of, oh, look, let's put this... It was delayed from July because it wasn't ready, which says a lot, really, doesn't it? It's, it's awful. Telling Sean earlier, I saw a tweet that said, uh, <laughs> i got to read it like the movie announcer voice. It was like, 13 years ago, Crisis wouldn't run on PCs, and today... It won't even run on PS4 Pros. And that sums it up <laughs> because it is shocking. So that's my game of the week for all the wrong reasons. Don't buy Crisis Remastered unless they patch it, but don't spend any more than 20 quid on it because it is a shambles. 
it can't even run 4k on pc that's the whole point of being this remaster it can't even run on high spec pcs which is the whole point of it and the, the, the highest graphical setting it, on the pc version is called can it run crisis and <laughs> no can't so yeah that's my game of the week for the wrong reasons please someone play a better one what a wonderful rant to start with. Love it. I did say, why start with it. me? <laughs> I just, no, I just warn you guys. I wasn't, being, I wasn't being hyperbolic. I did say, don't start with me because I will bring the mood down. Fantastic. Yeah. Anyway, I mean... someone, someone have a more cheerful game, please. <laughs> oh, I, nearly, I nearly picked it up. On were, you gonna, well. were you actually going to get it, were you? Yeah, well, it was only five quid. So I was like, yeah, well, I'd say what? I'd the, the, the game that I've also reviewed that is more depressing was more fun than Crisis. Wow. Yeah, The Suicide of Rachel yeah, Foster yeah, yeah. is more... Is more entertaining and fuller experience than Crisis. Yikes! I, yeah. I really want to play this remaster because it's there's so... your line, Metacritic. <laughs> <laughs> a game about well, no, oh, I just gave it away then. Um, yeah, a depressing game is better than a triple A shooter mm. thirteen years ago. Damn. <sighs> Sorry, John. What were you gonna say? I I really want to play it because it sounds like like a fascinating like test study in how not to do a remaster. It's like a time capsule, like a like this is this is a benchmark for what's gone wrong. Everything I've seen of it looks worse than the original, and I don't know how that's happened. How do you do a remaster and make the game worse? It's brilliant, absolutely brilliant. Far Cry Three. Yeah, that was a bad remaster. And then there was Assassin's <laughs> Creed. Was it two? Where they? Sorry, yeah. Okay, this is a long line. Of yeah. crap remasters. <laughs> Which one was the one that had all the Doesn't eyes be. bugging out of their heads? It. Oh, that was Unity, wasn't it? Yeah, Unity. That was, that was, that was fantastic. fantastic. That was just the, the, the eyeballs and teeth. Yeah, that was mm. the best glitches for ages, that yeah. was. Uh, Toby, what's your game of the week? Please be good. Lighten okay, the mood. So, yeah, it's going to be a positive one. I'm, I'm, I've got one game of the week and I've got one just tiny bit of news. My news is I finally finished Persona 5 Yay. Royal Woo! with a platinum in one, one try. 139 or 137 hours or something. Wowzers. Ridiculous! It's a great game. Um, I'll 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 put it in my list for potential games of the year because um, it was amazing and it's clearly defined most of my lockdown. But my actual game of the week is different. Um, but I just thought I'd better get that in there because otherwise I won't say that I've actually found, finally finished it. If anyone cares, <laughs> um, my game of the week is one I was playing uh, maybe a week or two ago actually, but it was been under embargo until um, the fifteenth. Um, so I can finally talk about it now. 13 Sentinels, Aegis Rim from Vanillaware. Um, so with Embargo gone, I can talk about this one now. It's out on the 22nd. So what, one day after this podcast, you can you can go and get that. It's PS4 exclusive. It's basically, um, if you remember Vanillaware, they're the ones who did like Odin Sphere and a few other games on the GameCube with this just beautiful, beautiful um, ornate painted artwork. Um, and it's usually 2D combat heavy sort of a thing. Um, but it's always been beautiful. They've been known for their artwork for a long, long time. Um, and this came out, it's just completely sci-fi. It's completely um, mechs and kaiju and all this very, very, very Japanese stuff. And it just looks amazing. It's like a, it's just like watching a painting, basically, like watching an anime painting um, the entire time. It doesn't, it, and it's kind of got pre-rendered backgrounds, which really, really, really took me back at the same time. So if I was describing it, I'd say it was a bit of a narrative experiment. You've kind of got 13 different stories happening and they kind of intertwine in different ways at, at different times, all explaining the past of a great big invasion of Tokyo by Kaiju. And you've got to use your sentinels to, you know, 
um, defend the city basically and you you act as a commander of these of these mechs and and try and take out the kaiju but it's just that narrative experiment is so crazy because you end up with this like 13 different stories all of which are split into seven or eight different chapters that can be done in any order like completely um and i found that mind-boggling for a while and very very hard to keep up with Yet there are a couple of gates every now and again where you got you know you could stop with particular characters you can't go on because there's a bit of storyline that you haven't discovered yet but there's not many of them um and it's like really all of the mind-bending sci-fi of at least three christopher nolan movies all jammed into one so i was thinking it was like interstellar memento and inception for all of the different sci-fi that's crammed into those three movies um all into one basically memories and dreams and people implanting stuff and just general everyone could be another person from another time and it is a it is a crazy crazy game but if you're up for a a crazy narrative experiment an extravaganza of storytelling because i would have to say you know you you guys know me by now i really want story heavy games um they're my favorites so this one was right right up my street um and it's also and me and greg will remember loads and loads of um sort of kaiju and mech greg and i greg and i then greg and i <laughs> um sorry you're an author uh, man <laughs> i'm sorry it's very true in speech in speech i say i just say whatever i'm thinking um the uh what was i saying the anime sort of scene from the 80s that we researched and watched a lot of in the very early 2000s oh we did um, yeah so much uh, like neon genesis Evangelion, yeah. and just everything it ever inspired basically pat labor and i'm sure greg can name plenty of others i actually watched pat labor recently yeah. yeah you said oh i said about him here didn't i yeah um, yeah um but it's like it's like all of those it's like playing Evangelion. that's what's that's what's really really cool about it is it as good anyway. as pacific rim uh, it's way, way better than Pacific Rim. <laughs> um, I like how it's called Aegis Rim, and I thought it was going to be a bit Pacific Rim-like, but yeah, there's no real link there, as far as I can see. Say Rim um, one more time. Yeah, Rim. Um, but anyway, I gave it a 9 out of 10 on my review. Check it out on the website. It is astounding, astoundingly good. Um, and uh, yeah, that's my game of week. Awesome. I really enjoyed your review. Thank you. It sounds, uh, yeah, it sounds... It was long, wasn't it? <laughs> it was long. It wasn't, yeah, it was long, but it was suitably... Bonkers, much like um, the game itself. Yes. And uh, yeah, sounds like right up the street. So it was, was really a favorite. It. Awesome. Uh, Mr. Sean Davies, in your, the very small time you've had, <laughs> what's been your game of the week? Uh, my game of the week is called Pendragon. It's coming out on Tuesday. It's from Inkle, the people who did 80 Days and Heaven's Vault. It's a grid based narrative turn-based game I, I, i've never played anything like it and i'm going to try and explain it so basically it's set in the time of arthur and the round table and camelot arthur has been booted out and this this uh it begins with an m i can't remember off the top of my head but basically arthur's going to go and fight off against this 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 other big bad dude you get to play as the cast of supporting characters like uh, lancelot and you basically have to travel to save Arthur, who's about to have this fight. Um, you go across this, like, open these, like, from town to town, basically, on this map. And each map is like a grid-based adventure. And every move, a new part of the story is told. And you get to make decisions on how that this, this story goes on. So, for example, the first time I played through, I played as uh, Guinevere. Uh, yeah, Guinevere. 
no, Genevieve, sorry. Um, and I moved to this village, um, somebody recognized me as the queen, um, and I stabbed them. And that completely changed the story. So, you know, I was once a queen noble, you know, not quite in love with Arthur because I'd been shagging somebody else behind his back, but now I'm a cold-blooded killer who's also a queen. And it changes the way that the characters interact with you. And that basically every run at the game will be different. Every level will be slightly different. You'll meet different characters. You'll have different places to go. It's, it's a really interesting game. And it comes out on Tuesday. My review might be ready for Tuesday. It might not. Um, but if you are looking for something very different, I can highly advise this game will be very different. It's unlike anything I've ever played. And yeah, it's... I'm having a lot of fun with it right now. So um, you only start off with two, two available characters, but as you meet more on the road, they also unlock with, so you can start the story with their characters. And some of them I know for sure are evil. So you might be able to get both sides of the story. The, the, other, the other interesting thing about this game is uh, Inkle, they sent out like a call to arms for authors. So throughout the game, you can find places to set up around a campfire and have a story told and the all of these stories are told that are written by authors uh, from from like at the real world they've all pitched their stories to inkle and inkle i think they've chosen 25 different stories to put in the game like campfire stories and they're they're awesome uh, that some of them are funny some of them are like you know very poignant uh, some of them are uh, like appropriate for the time and stuff it, it, it's a great game um in that way and, and i'm very much enjoying it well a lot like you know toby's narrative adventure with ig's uh, rim this is also kind of a, a narrative like experiment so that was my game it sounds way. sounds more interesting than i um than i realized from the trailer actually yeah it's it's on, on the surface of it it looks like every other game you've ever played but as you as you play um it's, it's really interesting how, the, so for example, say you walk into a, a board and you can see like a dark shadowy thing off in the distance moving, but because you haven't got close to it enough, you can't see what it is. You can basically outweigh it and just not bother going near it. Or, or you can go head, head straight in. All of these things have consequences on your adventure. So it is, it is really interesting and a, very peculiar game and the Inkle don't do things like any, any normal developer and this is just another example of that yeah sounds interesting definitely how about you Russ what's your game of the week is it Fall Guys or Fortnite uh, it's not <laughs> Fall Guys or Fortnite actually whoa 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 um, whoa whoa I've been playing both relentlessly but um, <laughs> no um, yeah man Sean the Marvel Battle Pass on Fortnite is insane I've just unlocked uh, Doctor Doom, and it's brilliant. Yeah, my, my kids have, have been playing it for the, the Battle Pass. They got, mm. is it She-Hulk? She-Hulk, yeah. Yeah, they got She-Hulk. Um, anyway, sorry. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's great. Um, totally worth £6.50. Uh, my game of the week, I'm going to cheat a little bit because I've been playing this thing the most, and it's Xbox Game Streaming, which has officially kind of come to Android phones on September the 15th. Um, you need your Game Pass Ultimate account to play it. If you haven't got one, you can sign up for £1 and have a month of online game streaming on your phone, which is effectively what I'm doing at the moment. And I'm really, really impressed with it. I've been part of the xCloud 
uh, preview for a while, for say six or seven months now. Um, but that was shut down in order for this to be officially released. And it's just great. It runs really smoothly on a very steady internet. I was playing it today. Um, I was streaming something on YouTube. Uh, the kids were streaming something in the other room and we were on our phones and it seemed to have, it wasn't perfect, but it was a very steady connection. I was playing Untitled Goose Game and it's great. It's great. I was trying um, Arkham Knight last night and that, that, was, that was really good. Kind of the more graphically intensive games I've been trying to test to see how, be... how they run and it was good. Sorry to interrupt. Why yeah. did you pick Arkham Knight out of because that was one of the first games I went for. I think it was on the homepage, and I was like, I'll try it on my phone just to see the the, the graphics on it and mm. loading times. Um, I tried it because I saw you have tried it, and I wanted to uh, see for okay. myself how was it uh, how it was. And um, yeah, it was, yeah, it was really good. Cool. Sorry, sir. Sorry to interject. I just no, it's thought, fine. Like, it's just a weird coincidence we both picked the same game. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I tried Hot Shot Racing. And that wasn't so good. No? No. Uh, um, it, it may have been again the um, the environment because a lot of things are streamed in this house at, at the same time. Ah, uh, okay. Um, yeah, Arkham Knight was really good. I've been trying to play the Xbox stuff like Grounded. Again, I didn't get very far in Grounded before I got scared of um, big spiders and ran away. Um, I was playing Ori and the Win of the Wisps on game streaming before I got it on the Switch, <laughs> which was beauty. yeah. It's uh, yeah. I'll talk more about that next week, but it's uh, oh, it's a beautiful game. So yeah, so far I'm really impressed with Xbox Game Streaming. Has anyone else tried it out? Uh, yeah, just for a few minutes. So when it was um, what three or four weeks ago when they gave you the sort of test, saying it's it's going to yeah. be running very soon thing. Um, I ran Gears Five, I think, um, for ten minutes just to test it all out, and it ran beautifully. I, mm. I didn't have any issues with it at all. I think what I need is there's a little um, gadget in the trailer for this, which you connect your from your controller and then oh, hold like your phone. phone. Yeah, I want that phone clip now. That's the bit I need. <laughs> because I need otherwise, get, um, I need otherwise my phone is just sort of sitting, you know, wedged against something. It's yeah. not very good. I've got, well, a clip. I've, I've got a controller clip. It was like £6 on Amazon. Oh, okay. I'm going to get one of those. My phone and my Xbox controller and it's fine. You're both using Xbox controller, are you? Yes. Yeah. Uh, I found out my, I've got one of the older Xboxes, so my Xbox controller isn't Bluetooth. Ah. Hence, hence why I'd use the PS4 one. So I need to try and see if there's a, I'm sure there will be. But then PS4 aren't really doing a cloud type thing, so maybe there isn't one available. I need to have a look. Not that I'm mm. really going to go and play it anywhere, but it would just be nice to test it without looking down at my phone. I think yeah. if it in um sorry just from the from the 15th when it's actually launched, does that mean um things that are on Game Pass now every single one? Because it was only 30 games when I tried it. Yeah, uh, it's is not it, every it, single it game on Game Pass, but it's 100 right. games or 150 games. Because if it's brand new things that are just coming out on Game Pass, it'd be really useful. Because I would love to be able to play Spiritfarer on there, for example. So yes, uh, Spiritfarer. See if Spiritfarer works. Yeah, I'm going to try that one out because then I'll get more time on it because I won't have to share the TV with my wife. <laughs> yeah, um, oh, yeah. I, I tried out uh, Spiritfarer, Goose Game, Sniper Elite Four. I tried. That was really good. Mm. Um, yeah, Spiritfarer was great. Um, After Party, Bloodstained, Ritual of Night. Oh, nice. Human Full Flat, Journey to Savage Planet, Minecraft Dungeons. You know, it just goes on and on. But, uh, yep, highly recommended. And if you want to test it out for a pound, go for it. Yeah, why not? That's my advice. So yeah, lots of games on, on Game Pass, they should really just test yeah. it out for a pound for a month. Jesus. Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> play was... all the Xbox exclusives, get that out of the way. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You play all the Halos, play Gears of War, and then you're done. Mm. Except for life. All right then. So yeah, that was my kind of roundabout game of the week. My service of the week, if you like. 
Uh, right then, it is time for. Is there a quiz? There is there a quiz. I haven't got I haven't got an introduction this week. I'm sorry. Here's the quiz. Sean's quiz. Oh, excellent. Sean's quiz. Batcave. God. Oh, that was that was too good. We're gonna get striked on Spotify. Damn. Okay, so obviously this week I've been slightly busy. Um, so the quiz, <laughs> this is going to be a little bit different. Um, the quiz is taken from a child's website called Kids Zone. <laughs> <laughs> and this is going to be more like a, are you smarter than a, you know, a seven-year-old? Because that's, that's the people who have asked this question too. Is it even remotely video games related? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So all, okay. this, this, is a, this is a quiz, <laughs> 10 questions long. Um, it's not about maths for like, you know, grade school maths or something. No, no, no. I was actually going to do a Beano quiz, but they keep talking about images and we couldn't do it on here. But so this, this, this quiz is, is, is a gamer general knowledge quiz. I've asked some of these questions before. So fingers crossed you get those right, seeing as though I've already told you the answer was before. Um, but, you know, I, I pitched these, these questions to um, my kids earlier in the day. And they got six out of ten. <laughs> oh god! The gauntlet has been thrown oh, down. Lord. How, uh, <laughs> how old is the youngest one who got six out of ten? Uh, seven. Oh bloody! Okay, right. I've got to beat a seven-year-old today. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, question one: uh, What was original Mario's original name? Was it Wario, Luigi, Hammer Bro, or Jumpman? We had this one recently because uh, Paul was yeah. bantering about it. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> so, question one: What was Mario's original name? Wario, Luigi, Hammerbro, or Jumpman? I'm glad there was some uh, multiple choice, but yeah, the moment you said it, I know it. That's good. What do you yeah. mean? What do you mean? Uh, oh. <laughs> this it's like he's the... here in the room. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, what was the title of the very first video game? Was it Pac-Man, Pitfall, Tennis for Two, or Pong? Tennis I'm out. Two. Okay. That needs a remaster. Yeah, complete overhauled remake that, yeah. for that one. <laughs> Tennis for Two yeah. remaster, bring it on. Okay. <laughs> Any worse than the Crisis one. Uh, question two, what was the title of the very first video game? Was it Pac-Man, Pitfall, Tennis for Two, or Pong? Okay. Um, question three, uh, what type of Pokemon is strong against Charmander? Is it steel, glass, water, or ice? Now, what type of Pokemon is strong against Charmander? Is it steel, glass, water, or ice? I love these questions so far. You're good, aren't they? Well, he's asking <laughs> us because he knows we're going we're to mess up them up. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be funny. I think yeah, it's, we're it's gonna 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 up. Going, yeah. uh -huh, my kid's smarter than yours. Smarter than you, even. <laughs> Okay, uh, question something or other. What is the main character in the Splinter Cell series? Is it Agent 47? <laughs> oh, I don't know why they're asking kids this. Solid Snake, Jason Bourne. Kids can't play. <laughs> the <laughs> kids aren't old enough to play. Okay, what, what is the main character in the Splinter Cell series? Agent 47, Solid Snake, Jason Bourne, or Sam Fisher? Why are they asking kids this? <laughs> <laughs> kids sneak games all the time. Come on. I, sn I snuck getting into a lot of terrible games. You had a folder of N64 emulators. I did. I've got em emulators for everything. Have any N64 games in it? <laughs> I had emulators for everything. And Soldier of Fortune before I should have had that. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah. 
okay. Um, that question again. <sighs> Who's the main character of this Blood Cell series? I'm not going to read you the question. Okay. okay. Uh, I've got to give an answer to move on. I'm going to see if I can get this all right myself too. Okay. <laughs> uh, question something other. other. Five. Uh, thank you. Uh, which of the following is not a playable character in the Super Smash Bros. series? Is it Cloud, Captain Falcon, Solid Snake, or Miss Pac-Man? Ooh. When was this? Ooh. When was this written? Uh, let's find out. Oh, crap. I've just... Lost your, you've lost your link now. I don't know. He's got his kid giving him the answers next to him. <laughs> no, just, yeah, because... Um... Uh, no, not one of yours. I mean, one of Sean's kids reading him the uh, the questions. Yeah, I'm sure all four of them are at least in Ultimate, but I could be wrong. Yeah. At least one of them is in as, a, uh, as an alternate costume. Oh. But... I have Never Smash mind. Brothers Ultimate right next to me, but I can't be asked to boot my um <laughs> switch up. Not just googling, switch. actually, actually booting up a game to cheat this time. Exactly, because you, <laughs> you can't hear me typing. Mm. That's no Interesting. Well, wow. um, <laughs> uh, you can argue with kids' world. Yeah, I will. <laughs> me for change. I'll bring it right up with them, don't you? <laughs> okay. Uh, I host a podcast, don't you know? <laughs> <laughs> Question six: Which of the following isn't a real game? Banjo Kazooie, Grunty's Revenge, Jimmy Johnson's Anything with an Engine, Hotel Mario, or Spyro Bandicoot Spinning? <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> Spyro Bandicoot Spinning? Yep. <laughs> I Which want one that one to be real. It's real. I just given it. Oh, Toby, I didn't know the answer to that. I want oh. that one. I want it to be real. I'm not revealing the, the answer. I'm just saying I want that one to be real. What is that game? What would that game be? Spyro Bandicoot spinning. Just be a whirling dervish of spinning and fire, sure. Uh, it's the fly machine, right? <laughs> Spyro and <laughs> <laughs> Crash Bandicoot in a fly machine together. That's what happens. Beautiful. And yeah, around okay. the world in 80 levels. Not Spyro <laughs> and, and Crash in a spin class at the gym. Wow. That's what I was going for. Yeah, it's a rhythm game. <laughs> dance, dance, Spyrolution. So watch the following isn't a real game. Magic is a Grunty's Revenge. Jimmy Johnson's Anything with an Engine. Hotel Mario or Spyro Bandicoot Spinning. Ooh, okay. <laughs> Compose yourself, Sean. That's <laughs> my favourite one now. Sorry, I had to give an answer. Um, okay, which of the following games was made by Naughty Dog? Was it Ratchet and Clank? Jack X Combat Racing, Crash Bandicoot Twin Sanity, or Toe Jam and Earl. So which of the following games was made by Naughty Dog? It's got to be was not made, surely. No, which of these games was made by Naughty Dog? So we don't argue with kids. What? Read it again. Which of these following games was made by Naughty Dog? Ratchet and Clank, Jack X Combat Racing, Crash Bandicoot Twin Sanity, or Toe Jam and Earl? All right. I feel like I'm being hoodwinked there. But okay. This is really getting I tough think, now. I think I get it. I think I get it. They had a they had a whole big world before Neil Druckmann came along and made everyone sad. 
<laughs> That's true. My pen stopped working. Yeah, any excuse, too. <laughs> <laughs> this one a bit too tough for you, too. Yep, I was frantically scribbling answers there. My pen has stopped. Okay, uh, next question. Which console came first? The PlayStation 2, the Xbox, the Dreamcast, or the GameCube? Wow, they're all in very similar eras. I think this is all the same generation, isn't it? So which one came, as in which one was released first? Yeah. Shit. Which console came first? The PlayStation 2, the Xbox, the Dreamcast, or the GameCube? Um, I think I missed a question somewhere. Can we do them all again at the end? Maybe. And, and what was the one after the Naughty Dog one? This is the one after the Naughty Dog one. Right, cool, sorry. What was it? <laughs> <laughs> Which console came first? PlayStation 2, Xbox, Dreamcast, or GameCube? Okay, question nine, I think this is. Uh, what is the Master Chief's first name? Is it David, Nathan, Ryan, or John? Master. Duh, isn't it? <laughs> one, one, seven. Okay, what is the Master Chief's first name? David, Nathan, Ryan, or John? Just call me Dave Chief. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and finally, question 10. Yoshi first appears in which video game? Is it Super Mario World, Mario is Missing, Yoshi's Cookie, or Yoshi's Island? Smashing. Uh, I think so, I'm missing, because there was, there was the Charmander one, the Splinter Cell one, and then one before the which one's not a real game. Uh, Smash characters? Yeah, Smash this one. Cool. Five was Smash characters, yeah. Yep, I'm on it. You're too busy booting up Smash Ultimate, so... Yeah. <laughs> no, because I, cause I typed them to send them to Sean, it went, oh, I've seen this as a draft, and just deleted four of the answers I put, and I was like, oh, sure then. Oh, don't send them to General Slack. <laughs> just put my answers <laughs> yeah, in. Just, just do that for... Just for shits and giggles, just quick, yeah. And that was the quiz. Um, thank you, Kids World, for your quiz on gamers' general knowledge. <laughs> Amazing. That was quite a fine, Sean. <laughs> well, did you, uh, I, I thought that got quite difficult towards the end. I thought there was yeah. a couple of a couple of toughies in there. I just I think they, I think nine. I'm just surprised I don't they know, don't uh, they don't they don't adhere to age ratings on these games for kids. No. Some I mean, of those are very irresponsible questions. We, we we never did though, did we? Come on. Shit, no, I played. That's... I've got a copy of um Thrill Kill. Same, same here. <laughs> Belladonna. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was my first video game crush. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Wow, that's it something. Explains a lot, really. <laughs> yeah, it does. Yeah. All right then, it's now time for both barrels, which is rapid fire news. Before we follow up with a big topic from the week, now. There's a lot to discuss in terms of the PS5 release date and time. If you do want to find out our in-depth thoughts on that, you can go straight to Spotify, Apple, Google, or Amazon Music right now to find our PlayStation 5 conference reaction podcast special. Go there, 45 minutes of goodness, which is longer than the actual event itself. 
and we talked about it a fair bit. So yeah, anything major from that will be in that podcast. So we're going to move on with other news, starting with... Ubisoft have revealed that Assassin's Creed and Splinter Cell will be coming to VR as an exclusive to Oculus. That's the Splinter Cell game that we all asked for, right? Yeah, definitely. That's literally nothing else to go on just yet, so enjoy that news for now. I have nothing else to add to that. Sony have confirmed that the PS5 won't play PS3, PS2, or PS1 games. Speaking to Famitsu, PlayStation boss Jim Ryan confirmed the rather unsurprising, if not disappointing, news. Quote, we have been building devices with a focus on PS5-specific engineering, Ryan said. Among them, PS4 already has 100 million players, so I thought that I would like to play PS4 titles on PS5 as well, so I introduced PS4 compatibility. While achieving that, we focused on incorporating high-speed SSDs and the new controller DualSense in parallel, so unfortunately, compatibility with PS3, PS2, and PS1 has not been achieved, unquote. Sony apologized for pre-order chaos in other PlayStation news. Sony have apologized for the pre-order chaos following the release date and price reveal this week. Directly posting on Twitter, their apology said, Let's be honest, PS5 pre-orders could have been a lot smoother. We truly apologize for that. Over the next few days, we will release more PS5 consoles for pre-order. Retailers will share more details. And more PS5s will be available throughout the end of the year. We should stress this was the US PlayStation account, the UK PlayStation Twitter have stayed silent on whether or not more consoles will be available before release and the end of the year. Observer System Redux, the enhanced next-gen version of Layers of Fear developer Blue Team Surreal Sci-Fi Horror, has now been confirmed as a launch title for both upcoming next-gen consoles, meaning a 10th of November release on Xbox Series X and S, and a 12th of November launch on PS5. It's also coming to PC on November 10th. And finally, in some sad news, after nine years and 75 million units sold, the 3DS has at last been discontinued by Nintendo. Production has now ceased on all 3DS hardware models, including the new Nintendo 3DS and the new Nintendo 2DS XL. <gasps> Say that quickly. In a statement, they said, we can confirm that the manufacturing of the Nintendo 3DS family of systems has ended, they told GameIndustry.biz. Nintendo and third-party games for the Nintendo 3DS family of systems will continue to be available in the eShop, or nintendo.com and at retail. So yeah, those are your big things that you need to know away from the giant PlayStation 5 news this week. Again, if you want to hear our thoughts on that, go straight down to that podcast. It's right below this one. Really easy to find. Right then, the main topic is, where the bloody hell is this Splinter Cell game? We tied it in a little bit with the Splinter Cell news that's coming to VR. There was news last week or the week before that Soundfish is coming to various Ubisoft games. But Ubisoft seem like they don't actually want to make a Splinter Cell game with Sam Fisher at the helm, and instead putting him in various different games. So I'm going to throw this one to Toby at first. What's going on with Ubisoft? Where is Sam Fisher? Why haven't we got this game yet? And what would you want from a new Splinter Cell game? Oh, lots of questions. Okay. Yeah. You don't have to go all of them, but (laughs) how do you feel about the current situation with Splinter Cell? That's what I'm trying to say. Okay. Um, well, I think everyone's on board with the same, I think everyone's in the same boat is what I'm trying to say. Um, I think we're all online, like game journos and, and other people, uh, you know, everyone's looking for this new spin cell game. And there, there are videos coming up even just in the last day or so on YouTube about the same, the same topic. So clearly it's, it's something on everyone's minds. I think you said that it was trending on Twitter and such as well. So I have recently watched a couple of those videos. So I'm not cribbing from them at the same time, but um, there's plenty to see on uh, on YouTube as well. 
I would say that my real trouble here is that every single week we have all these UB forwards and we have, you know, all these events that are coming out in the last six months or so um, because of lockdown. But every single time it's like, here's your three green dots. And then Sam Fisher, oh, oh he's cameoing in something. Else. And it's never what you wanted. It's never the new Spencer game. Um, at this point, I wouldn't be surprised if he were to appear in Riders Republic um, or as a recruitable Londoner in Watchdogs Legion, or <laughs> just 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 anything really. They they they're taking the piss to a certain extent, um, just putting him in everything else. Um, but at the same time, that clearly says that Sam Fisher is a, is an important IP. They are aware of the character's importance to them, um, but they just don't seem to be able to get to this point where they've got something to do with him, something worthwhile to do with him. Now, I'm a massive fan of the last two. Splinter Cells. I don't know why they didn't sell as well as the um, as the previous ones. They were fantastic. I really loved the new design direction that Conviction and Blacklist took with the words on the walls and the you know really precise, um, wonderful approach to weaponry and control that was in those two games. Plus, co-op in Blacklist was just fantastic. So, I really wanted just another Blacklist. Thank you very much. Um, but I know that the the guy who runs um, Ubisoft, um, I forget his name. Gil Gilmot, Gilmo, Eves Gilmo, Eves Gilmo. That's it. Um, he has said that unless you can make something brand new, and unless you can make something that goes in a different direction than what you've done before, what's the point, right? And I, I, I like that philosophy, but I don't like it when it comes to Splinter Cell. It means that they can't. That they're fit. They're trying to figure out what to do with Splinter Cell that they haven't done before, and they can't work it out, right? So Ubisoft for the last decade, pretty much, has just been open world, right? They've got a series of designers at the top of their, um, you know, the, the top of the studios all getting together and saying, open world, microtransactions, loads and loads of quests, stories a slight second, but you know, you, you get it, you get it pretty good in some of them, like Assassin's Creed, for example. But that's that's their framework, right? And they've shoehorned that into everything they've done. So, you know, started with Far Cry, like like Greg said earlier, but now it's Assassin's Creed, now it's Watch Dogs, now it's you know, everything is basically an open world game and it started to happen into the Tom Clancy games as well like um, Ghost Recon, um, Wildlands just about worked and Breakpoint obviously was just broken, Breakpoint clearly. So I think what they've probably wanted to do and not been able to do is some kind of open world splinter cell right and I don't think it works. We've only really had one stealth open world game like that for most of the time that we're talking about which would be Metal Gear Solid 5. Um, and I'll just say that Ghost of Tsushima, you know, tried a bit as well. That has like sort of half stealth as well. So it's um, it's possible to do it in open world and it'd be a great game. Both those games are great. But maybe they're just really struggling to make something that's not just a copy of those kind of things. Um, I think if it's, if I skip onto the, you know, your, the last part of your question, what does it have to be for it to be a, you know, a, a, a splinter cell game that I can get behind? And I think the, the, expectations are probably one of the things that's really killing it. We're all wanting a very specific thing. We're all wanting a very single player experience, a very chaos theory sort of a thing, um, because I know that Conviction and Blacklist aren't everyone's favorites. Um, but that the trouble with that is, you know, all the things I've listed already, I think they're gonna need to completely reboot the franchise, to be honest, um, wash away all of that convoluted storyline that it's finally got to with, you know, daughters dying and then coming back to life in the next game. And oh, no, it wasn't, she wasn't really dead and all this kind of stuff. It's just, it's got very, very convoluted and very unnecessary. I think it's just a complete, you know, dark reboot or whatever it is that they want to do to it. But 
keep all the control and precision of blacklist, keep that co-op stuff, go back to a more self-contained story. And why can't you just do stuff you've already done before? You know, that's not stopped them in a lot of other franchises. I don't know what Yves Gilmot means because, you know, what is Assassin's Creed if not the same thing, basically with a different storyline, you know, each time mm. it gets progressively better, but it's, you know, it is the same. And same with Far Cry and, you know, a number of other IPs as well. I can see, I can see Watch Dogs has really been reinvented each time, which is cool, but it's, um, it shouldn't be imp- impossible to just make the same basic thing again. Mm, and then like Rainbow Six and Ghost Recon. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's the same thing over and over. Regurgitation over and over, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And it's not hurt anyone else to do the same thing over and over. What is Call of Duty? And, um, you know, a, a number of other things. So I'll finish with just saying, um, so it's coming to a VR, it's coming to Oculus Rift, isn't it, With and Facebook um, yes. as a VR game. Now, that sounds interesting, but it's not what we wanted, right? It's not what anyone asked for at all. It was that old meme where, you know, this is not what I asked for, et cetera, or, or however it goes. Um, I... I'm just confused. I mean, VR is getting better. Half-Life Alex and Resi 7, you know, you, you've seen that VR can be really cool. Um, so I can imagine something Splinter Cell, you know, could be amazing, um, but I'm not convinced yet by VR enough to sort of really, really take the plunge. I need something to be coming out that's AAA on a sort of couple of month basis rather than one per year to really jump into that. Um, and I don't think we're there yet. So I hope Oculus Rift 2 you know, is a bet, is, it's a better price, isn't it, recently? Oculus Rift 2 that's just been announced. Um, and, you know, whenever we get PS5 um, VR as well, hopefully that'll be a good price. And it might be something worth jumping into at that point for me. Um, and if there's a Splinter Cell and a Hitman by that point as well, um, then uh, then mm. maybe we're really talking. Yeah. And I'll leave it there. Yeah, it's the Oculus uh, Quest that's coming out. The Oculus Quest, Quest 2 rather than the Oculus Rift. Oculus Quest. Sorry, sorry. I didn't even no, know it was right. called something different. No, I just wanted to clarify. This is the wireless one that they... Spouting at like three nine nine, I think it is. It's a fantastic mm. price for for a Oculus. It looks uh, very a, cool. a wireless object. Yeah, it looks fantastic. Almost at a point the other day, I was like, "Huh, maybe I should just go VR next gen." <laughs> just leave it there. If there was enough games, that's the trouble. Yeah, yeah. Hitman, Hitman three in VR is very tempting. I imagine that's quite cool. VR, but yeah, Splinter Cell is a is a fascinating story because it's no one can work out why. Ubisoft have just stepped back and gone, nah. <laughs> it's like, do you think? Do you think? You know, you touched on it a little, but you think placing Sam Fisher in these various things? Do you think they're trying to test the waters? Do you think they're trying to? Can't they see the that level of excitement that is on Twitter why, every time Ubisoft do a conference? Why don't they just directly ask the fans? Would you like another Splinter Cell game that isn't VR? <laughs> I mean, far too easy, wouldn't it? Oh, of course it would. Yeah, who needs public polls anyway? Let's just tease them with games they don't want him to be in. Mm. I mean, we argued that, like, we said that, you know, at the end of Ubisoft Forward, 10 minutes later, the worldwide top trend was Splinter Cell. Yeah. And it wasn't there, obviously. Yeah. We were all robbed. That's why we all felt robbed. I remember <laughs> seeing the Elite Squad thing and going, oh, for fuck's sake, why is he in it? Mm. Yeah, and then he was added to Rainbow Six, I believe. Yep. He's, he's yeah. under as Echo. He's Zero. He's probably Zero, in Ghost sorry. Recon there somewhere. He is in Ghost Recon. He's got two appearances in, hasn't he? That's right, yeah. Yeah, because there's a nod to um, Snake in one of them when he's like, oh, what happened to that guy with the bandana? And what's the face goes, oh, yeah, he retired about five years ago, something like that, which is a nod again to Phantom mm. Pain. But uh, yeah, mm. it's, oh, it sucks. And I agree with most of Toby's points as well. Like, um, 
we played Blacklist together. We both thousand pointed it on the Xbox when it came out. I wasn't a massive fan of Conviction, but I still got a thousand points. Now I didn't like the more action focus, like just the action focus of it. Uh, I like myself. So when Blacklist brought that back, it was cool. Chaos Theory is still the best one. Double Agent was quite fun with its um, polarizing story where you infiltrate a terrorist union. But weirdly enough, I think because Toby brought up the parallel of Phantom Pain, I think there are some things that it could learn from Phantom Pain. Not in an open world sense, because that would be a Ghost Recon. And it'd be weird to see Sam Fisher, the covert operative, zipping around a landscape on a motorbike to go and infiltrate somewhere. But it could utilize elements of an open world approach where you can take on different strongholds and um, like like Alpha Protocol, that kind of thing. And not, not just fast travel everywhere, but have something it could take from a more open-ended game like Phantom Pain um, instead of the Ghost Recon template. Obviously, I know it's a Ubisoft property, but they could be cribbing from Konami's uh, sort of cheat sheet for for that because the stealth mechanic in Phantom Pain is one of the best best out there. Like it's it's dynamic and the yeah, all right. There's there's a big action focus in Metal Gear Solid games, specifically revamped for Phantom Pain, so you could go all out dogs of war kind of thing. But for but those that like playing it pure stealth and Hitman as well, there is that capacity too. It doesn't just rely on one or the other. So I think if you had a Splinter Cell set with that kind of a lot of freedom and choice because Fisher has never been like a one-man army apart from Conviction where they just let you, you know, mark and shoot four people in a row and it kind of became overpowered and stuff like that. But I think the demand for Splinter Cell is there. And as much as I say I love Chaos Theory, playing it now, I've, I've played it recently on the HD collection on PS3 and it's really hard to play because it's so slow and methodical. It's more fluid than the first two. They're painful to play now, but... I think if Splinter Cell would come out, it's got that horrible dichotomy of having to move with the times, but not amalgamate into something generic, which is unfortunately Ubisoft's bland bread and butter now, isn't it? I mean, they have just got rid of the guy that's made the uh, every open world game they do full of shitless things to pick up. So hopefully that'll be a step in the right direction. But I mean, I'm, I'm not going to repeat half of what Toby said because he hit pretty much most of it on the head, but the, the, the demand is there for more Fisher, like why are they just toying with us just to go oh you want more Fisher? better buy elite squad because isn't that oh you better play rainbow six even though rainbow six has got a massive player count anyway it doesn't need more people it just seems like they're toying with this because they know they'll do it it's like putting actors in films for cameo appearances to get to get draws in um drive the ryan gosling film now that film's incredible anyway but like Christina Hendricks is top build on it. She's got like four minutes of screen time and about three lines, but she's top billing because people are going to go, oh, Christina Hendricks is in it. So it's that kind of analogous thing, like put Sam Fisher in it and people will, will buy it. Or obviously not the more savvy of us that are cynical and saying, where the fuck's my splinter cell? But there, are, there will be some people out there that go, oh, anything to get a bit of a Fisher fix, you know, the right sort of Fisher price for it. So um, it's just... <laughs> 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 I was trying not to laugh then on my own. Sorry, tip. I was late on that. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying not to. I was trying to let that run smoothly and not laugh at my own terrible joke. Um, oh, that's the best thing you've ever said. Thanks. Um, they know. They know if they put it, people will will fall for it. And uh, I guarantee, like, if there was a Sam Fisher DLC for Watchdogs, you and Paul would be like, "Oh, two quid, yeah, fine." But you imagine that twenty thousand people doing that. They've just made um, a lot of money, and I can't do math 
40,000? 40,000. I'll tell you, he'll be in there just like Aiden Pierce. Yeah, yeah. Good he will. Aiden Pierce. So, Aiden yeah, Pierce. I know I'm being. Sad. Come on. I Good. played the first Watch Dogs and it was Good. wank. Um, <laughs> anyway, tangent. Yeah, the, where is Spencer? So he's being pimped out. That's where he is. Not he. He is not a Splinter. He is not the Splinter Cell. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It, it's just they're just pimping out Fisher because they can. Sad, isn't it, really? Let's just call them booby soft. <laughs> ah, booby. Oh, yeah. Now, <laughs> uh, oh, that was your best joke. There we go. God, just yeah. on fire tonight, Greg. On fire. <laughs> uh, Mr. Davies, where is Sam Fisher? What do you, what, what do you want from a Splinter Cell game, Sean? I don't want one. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, I'm, uh, I I recently played the the HD collection that was released on PS3, um, and it's it's not as good as I remember. No, it's not, is it? It's nowhere near as good. I mean, Chaos Theory, yeah, but that's no, but... that's rose tinted though at best. Yeah. But what about Blacklist and Conviction? I I think they're both great games, but I don't think that's what people were clamouring for because I think they were like, polarising for fans of the originals. Yeah. Mm. So I I think the problem that Ubisoft have got is that people want another Sam Fisher game, and I'm so glad they asked that quiz question earlier. Um, I I think that people are asking for another Splinter Cell game, but Ubisoft have absolutely no idea what game to create because they could create another open world game, but basically it'd be a a. Uh, What's that one they got breakpoint? Ghost Recon. Yeah, Wild Ghost Re- breakpoint. Yeah, so they they could make another one of those, but they've already put Sam Fisher in one of them, and you know that was not exactly well received. I think he's in both. I, I know he's got two. Either way, Ghost Recon. I think he's in both games. Either way, you know he's. They they just don't know what to do with him because um, they they can't they can't build a thing to satisfy all the demand. And this is why when I can't remember who said it, we said like ask the fans. Um, oh it, yeah, true. If, if you ask the fans, they will tell you one hundred percent that they want another Rainbow Six. Uh, sorry, another Splinter Cell game. And then the question is, well, what's Splinter Cell? Because Splinter Cell was a, a stealth game, but now you can't have a pure stealth game because they don't sell. Like you, you look at games that are purely built around stealth these days, and they they just bomb. They bomb massively. Look at the um, was it Sticks games? They are two like where you were a little goblin. There's a stealth game. Oh, actually, yeah, yeah. actually, really great games. Didn't sell shit. They didn't sell anywhere near what they they should have sold. Sticks, Master of Shadows, whatever. That's it's the one. Yeah, yeah. You know, they, they basically what you've got is a situation where they they can't build something that would satisfy the fans, so they're not doing it. Um, they might be trying to develop something that would satisfy people, but they it's not going to. And whatever gets announced is going to piss some people off. So they did VR, and I think that's a good idea. I think Facebook have been writing checks um, over and over and over again, and this time they've they you know written some massive checks to Ubisoft, which have allowed them to make a game in two franchises that deserve VR. Mm. So it's it's a it's a good move. Um, I I don't see how Silent how Splinter Cell can come back um, because. I, I think Ubisoft are, are treating Sam Fisher with all of the respect that they possibly can without giving him another game because if they do, they're just going to piss people off. So, God damn, Sean, you're so wise. I'm not, 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 not wise. I'm just trying to think, you know, like, if I was Ubisoft, what would I do? And I'd be like, okay, I'm going to build basically Assassin's Creed but I'm going to stick Sam Fisher in it. And, I, and then I've just I made Breakpoint. So what was the point? <laughs> they should have just made Ghost Recon with Sam Fisher in it. And we wouldn't have had this problem. 
but then it wouldn't have been the same well, game. Well, right? another another Ghost Recon along the lines of Future Soldier with Fisher in a team or something, or Fisher in the team. Yeah, so you'd have like your, your heavies. It'd be like Battlefield, wouldn't you? you have your heavies and your, your sneaks. They were like, do you know, um, Sh- uh, Shadow of Mordor and Shadow of War. Wardor, yeah, yeah. They they've got they they missed a trick calling that Wardor, Mordor, and Mordor. This, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if 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 they can implement the stealth mechanics from there, um, or like Horizon, um, where you know you've got an element of stealth, because stealth alone doesn't sell. But you know that that's the only way they're going to get a game that would people would buy. That's that's what I meant, we, and I think Toby might have meant as well with the the Metal yeah, Gear yeah. analogy. Yeah. It, there's there's plenty of stealth games out there, but they're not pure stealth. Mm. And that that's this what is, people. This is it. Yeah, every every this... single every single one comes with action gameplay as well. Do you remember yeah. when you said um when you said like going back just quickly knocking on to uh, Tsushima? Do you remember Toby when you were like, I'm gonna play it through four times? You know, like in mm. black and white. Yeah. And I I like you was really keen for the stealth element of it, and I thought I'm gonna play as a strict samurai and I'm gonna play as a as a, yeah. as a ninja. And it's not. It's just you play as a samurai who can climb buildings. Exactly. It no, wasn't. Okay. It wasn't really geared to doing one or the other, was no, it? No, it wasn't. It was. It was. It was trying to be an amalgam of both, which yeah. I, I suppose is, is more of an accessible kind of thing. But yeah, that's. That's. I think if we had a, a split cell game like that, like, Tenchu, it's split cell, or even Tenchu. <laughs> I take a Tenchu. Um, I think that the um the thing with Conviction and Blacklist's gameplay is that it was very action oriented, and it did have you know you could you could go all out for a second and then straight into cover and straight into hiding, you know, very, very fast in, in um, Blacklist. I think that was, it was kind of the perfect gameplay that they need going forward. But like you say, it polarized fans, it pissed people off and they didn't sell very well. So it's clearly only, you know, two or two point whatever million that did buy it, that liked it like that. And the rest didn't. So I, I think the trouble is we can say, you know, make an open world one, make it with a bit of action gameplay, stealth doesn't sell. And you're absolutely right. But there isn't really an answer to it then, is there? That's the trouble. No. They we, already kind of did it in ourselves. Blacklist. Yeah, we contradicted ourselves already. The, 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 the only thing they didn't do in Blacklist is the open world bit. Everything else that we've just discussed was in that game. To, to answer your original question, Ross, what I would really like to see is an Uncharted-like adventure <laughs> seen with Sam Fisher in it. So, so basically, a linear game that's got really high production values, starring Sam Fisher. That was conviction. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, it but, was. It but, was. But more stealth focused, like you know, not not like in Uncharted, where I'm gonna you know take out these two guys and then, okay, so like imagine they make some smug quip out of it. Yeah. <laughs> and then, and then, no, 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 I'm dead. Oh um, crap. <laughs> <laughs> um, I imagine Deus Ex's stealth elements yeah. apply to yeah. an Uncharted style game, and that's where I think that Sam Fisher could live. But, yeah, that'd be cool. Um, I don't basically, see... basically just Deus Ex with a Splinter Cell feel to them. Yes, that'd do. Yeah, put to put Sam Fisher's skin in Deus Ex Humankind, um, and, and we're done. We're done. <laughs> I, I never asked for a dead daughter. <laughs> That was the reference I was making earlier. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I, know. I, know. I, didn't, I didn't. I didn't want to be that guy that goes. Uh, you mean Deus Ex, Toby? That's the one you mean. Yes, uh, that is what I meant. <laughs> How about you, Russ? Do you do you see another way back? Yeah, of course. I mean, there's, there's always going to be a fan base for Splinter Cell, and I think that if they can milk Rainbow Six, Assassin's Creed, Far Cry, Ghost Recon, then why not milk Splinter Cell? You know, I think you know Toby's argument. You know, it was. You know, these all these games do effectively the same thing every time, with a few tweaks here and there. Why not just do that with Splinter Cell? 
you know, it seems like there is enough love and want out there that Ubisoft, if, even if they don't get it right the first time, a brand new Splinter Cell would sell enough that they'll probably get another shot at it and the second one may be better. I think that, I don't know, would any of you guys take a, a like, from the ground up remake of the very original games? What, with like a, a more sort of blacklisty engine to it? Yeah, yeah just like I, full I, on like ray tracing. I would say, designed for next gen. I know I said it a minute ago. For me, it'd be Chaos Theory. The first two were good, but Chaos Theory was the first one that had multi approach levels. I mean, like like Sean said, oh, give me a linear splinter cell. The first two really are. Um, but Chaos Theory actually had like proper multi angled levels. There's a the first one of the first two levels is a cargo ship, uh, which I remember quite vividly. You can um. You can like scale up pipes to climb a roof and go in that way. You can exfiltrate through the car, infiltrate through the cargo hold, that kind of stuff. So yeah, you imagine that in with a more of a blacklist kind of uh, fluidity to it, and it'd be it would be the tits. Like Chaos Theory added uh, the first two were really difficult to knock people out because you had to go up behind them and wait for the prompt to knock them out. Chaos Theory was the first one that allowed you to just use a melee on them from any angle. Which sounds really stupid saying it now because every game does that now. Uh, but for me, it was mind blowing. Like if there was a guard and you could run up to him side on and like open palm him in the chin, and it was the best animation ever. But you can do that in the first two. You had to wait and sneak up, wait for the context grab or knockout button. But you imagine, like I say, imagine. I'm assuming you guys will play them anyway. I'm just talking. I'm just generalizing here. But like that kind of fluidity and being able to zip in, take out a room stealthily, or lethally if you want to or just knock everyone out that'd be incredible yeah like it's, it's a pipe dream the same way we've talked about revisioning other games but that would be, that would do it for me just a proper re like a shadow of the colossus rebuild of chaos theory mm. that would be that would be the tits i think in this gen like the, the gen coming i mm. think we'll at least see a remaster or remake of one spin song game <sighs> he's missed a generation not. already if not a brand new one. Yeah, well, why not this, then, then, uh, this gen? Yeah, yeah. That'd be nice. If they're having so much trouble working out how to put them into a new game, a remaster slash remake of 1, 2, and 3, or, you know, would, would make sense, wouldn't it, really? Yeah. Do you think Ubi will kick it to another studio? Because they're so no. busy all the time. Give it to Bluepoint. Bluepoint are busy. Is the, oh, um, man. That's, is the that's VR the dream. one mm. being made by a different studio? I believe it's been made by Ubisoft's Montreal. No, not Montreal. Uh, let me I just wondered if the I, VR I one do, was a different one. There, there, that is out there. I will find out for you. Okay. Uh, but yeah, I think we'll see a remake or a remaster at least this generation. Because there's just there's just too much fan wantonness, you know. Even if they have to kickstart it, god damn it, they'll do it. I was just thinking that if the if the if the real problem was how much blacklist sold, then surely just kickstarter oh, it. To god, get could you imagine the past that point? Fury. The absolute fury if Ubisoft did a Kickstarter. Could you imagine that? <laughs> it would be sad, wouldn't it? It would be it a would real be lynched. Yeah. They'd be like, hang on, you make all this money from bloody Charles Rising microtransactions. Get the fuck. What we need to really say is that it's the Splinter Cell budget goes to the, you know, Splinter Cell, the money that we made from Splinter Cell goes into making the next Splinter Cell, right? The money that we make from Far Cry doesn't. So you need a Kickstarter to do Splinter Cell because the rest of the business is not. You know, it's not part That's, of the same. Oh, we've, we've just gone yeah. very tangential now. Haven't we? <laughs> um, yeah. So yeah, uh, Splinter Cell and the Assassin's Creed VR—they're both being made by Ubisoft's Red Storm Studio in collaboration with Ubisoft Dusseldorf, Ubisoft Reflections, and Ubisoft Mumbai. Yeah, they're all Ubisoft, though. Yeah. <laughs> Ubisoft Reflections do Driver. 
No, that was just mm-hmm. no, that was just re- that was just reflections, wasn't it? Was I don't that know. before you no, can't remember. Them. Yeah, mm. you they, uh, San Francisco. I think Ubisoft reflections are doing just dance now. Yeah. Oh dear. Oh, well, that's not making, good uh, for uh, Spencer's. <laughs> <laughs> that's where Sam. he's going to be next. Yes. Dance, well, dance, like I dance said, infiltration. Riders, <laughs> Riders Republic, and now Dance Dance, whatever. Yeah. And now, no, yeah, just dance. Oh Shit. wait, no, sorry. Uh, Ubisoft Reflections was originally Reflections that created Driver. Oh, there you go. Five points to Greg. Yay. Um, yeah. I'm, God, when you list them out, Ubisoft make a lot of stuff, don't they? They eat a lot yeah, of companies too. Yeah. Next week we should talk about bringing back Rayman. Yeah. What? A, yeah. Well, they just came off a, two as a director's just left. <laughs> yeah, they just came off two of the best Rayman <laughs> games ever made, and they're like, "What's nah, what's he been it. doing for the last four or five years since think, since finishing the last Rayman game?" He's been, uh, trailers for re- good news. Rearing animals. Yeah, so we need to, we need to, now that he's out of there, we can just go. Yeah, okay, cool. Let's make another Rayman. I don't yeah. like Rayman. Ah, oh, the last two Rayman games, the oh, Origins monster. and Legends, are just insane. So brilliant. Um, I, I will say that the, the Black bit. Betty, the Black Betty level. Oh, Black Betty level is amazing, phenomenal, amazing. absolutely amazing. Right, let's move on <laughs> before we lynch each other talking about Splinter Cell. Um, let's talk about cross-gen releases because uh, one of the big takeaways, or I guess takeaways from after the PS5 showcase, was the news that Spider-Man, Miles Morales, Sackboy, and Horizon Forbidden West are also coming to PS4 as well as PS5. But it's giving people not much of an incentive to upgrade, maybe not immediately, but in the future, instead of at launch. So I wrote a little piece about this um, up on the website. You can go and read it if you like, up on fingerguns.net, the brand new fingerguns.net. Um, but I wanted to throw this one to Mr. Sean Davies, who um, suggested the piece. Sean, cross-gen releases. Are you, are you uh, for or against people going off on it, about it? I, I'm... I'm four cross-gen releases and it's for a specific reason because i've i've seen nothing but people bitch and moan about this now not particularly you roscoe i thought your argument was quite amazing to be honest oh um, thank you and, and it, you know it didn't say that you you know you you completely put off by a ps5 it's just that you weren't bothered that you didn't get a pre-order which is you know fair enough yeah you want um, to tell the kids on m4g that Jeez. No, because they don't fucking read the, the articles they just go off a headline <laughs> like what the fuck all like this world? so the, the reason I wanted to talk about this is because I've seen nothing but incessant, well, what's the point of buying a PS5 then? And I had to go on, on the internet and have an internet argument with people because... Oh, no. No, I know, right, okay. So movies come out on both Blu-ray and DVD, yes? And your D- DVD is capable of one resolution and your Blu-ray is capable of the other with special features and it'll load quicker. And, you know, the Blu-ray is obviously the most quality format, but it does cost more to buy a Blu-ray player. And this is the way I'm seeing cross-gen releases. You know, it's okay that the DVD version exists because, you know, people with a DVD player then get to watch the DVD. But if you want the top quality version of the, whatever it is, you would buy a Blu-ray player, the PS5, the one that will load faster and have zero load times and look the sharpest and look the best. And I'm just getting really fucked up with these people that are like, um, that you know, Sony are underpinning the the PS5 by putting games on PS4. Um, there's no point, you know, there's no point buying an Xbox Series X because 
um, your games will be on the Xbox One. Yeah, for the time being, that's true. If you've got an Xbox One, that's fine. And the thing is, they can't make consoles. For the, the, there will be a shortage this Christmas of consoles. And everybody who wants a PS5 or an Xbox Series S or an Xbox Series S will not get one because they won't be able to create, produce enough of them. So the fact that they will still be able to spend money this Christmas to play a game, you know, be able to buy the new Assassin's Creed um, or, you know, whatever else is, is coming out this Christmas aimed towards the console launch is great. You know, they, people still get to play the games. And it means that these studios haven't spent tens of millions of dollars developing games that only two million people will will be able to buy this Christmas. It doesn't it doesn't make sense not to allow these things to on, on more generations. There are there are over two hundred million combined PS4 and Xbox Ones out there, and to ignore that would be the stupidest thing I have ever seen in my entire life. Um, that's going to you, medium devs, um, and it's it's just insane that people are bitching about this. I'll never understand. I've been so angry all week just watching this. Oh, I wish they wouldn't put it on PS4. Why are you angry that people get to play games? Stop trying to gatekeep the fucking hobby, man. It's not yours. You're not the fucking gatekeeper. Fuck off with it. I mean, the thing about it for me was, yeah, I want to get a PS5, but I, if I don't get one day one, that's fine with me. You know, because of this, because I can get Mars Morales on PS4 and I can play it there. Perfect. No, no bother. Doesn't bother me that it's not, that it is, isn't just a PS5. I had a feeling it wouldn't be because it was a launch title and launch titles have been traditionally cross-gen, especially first party ones. Yeah. So that wasn't an issue for me. What my issue was Sony being very quiet about it and them having insomniac having to, having to announce it rather than Sony actually being upfront and saying, Oh yeah, Miles Morales is also coming to PS4. Oh, and so is Horizon. You know, it was down to the developers to announce that on Twitter after the after the showcase. And yeah, so which, Sony's messaging of this could have been better, I think. I, I think they they put together a showcase to sell the PS5. We all turned up to watch the PS5 advert. If during that advert they were to say, "You don't need one," that would have been completely counterproductive. And yeah, <laughs> but it's like five minutes later they were. They were, dis- yeah. they were disjointed by it. <laughs> you know? No, no, but that, that's the point, though, isn't it? Like, it, gamers like me and you, we, we know that, you know, okay, within five minutes of that thing, okay, fair enough, I could buy it on my PS4. But the point is that you know, several hundred million people will, will have seen the, either just those trailers individually or the entire conference. And not all of them will be going out and going, okay, I can get the PS4 version. It's shitty. But basically, they're selling a console, and they are putting all of their best shit in a, in a, a sizzle reel for people to consume. And like, as as a marketing, you've got to think, okay, yeah, well, you know, we're going to tell you that you know, Miles Morales is on PS5, and when you find out it's on PS4, we've advertised the fact, we put it on Twitter, you know, that's that's the point, isn't it? I mean, we can get Miles Morales on November 10th or whenever it was, November yeah. 12th, I think, and we can keep that copy and we can take it to PS5 for no extra charge, right? Yep. So we'll get that upgrade regardless. Yes. Which means that the PS, you're not losing anything if you buy the PS4 version. No. Because eventually, yeah, you'll get the ray tracing and you'll get the, how great it looked in the conference. You'll get it on your massive PS5. I'm not talking about the size of the console tonight. I, I just saw it a couple of hours ago. 
holy shit, <laughs> this thing's enormous, right? But yeah, it is the Sean Davies of consoles, apparently, we have, we have discovered. Yeah. Um, it's just, yeah, Horizon is a weird one as well, because Horizon for me was, that should have been a showcase for the PS5. And it will be. Yeah, I know, I know, I know, I know. But it should have, I don't know. The way I looked at it, it was like, yes, I'm kind of happy that I can just buy it on PS4. That's perfect. But it was a weird shining PS5 kind of like golden standard. And now it's not anymore. Well, I mean, it, it will be because the PS4 version, we've not seen that running. And if you look at, like, just say take... Uh, Witcher 3 on Switch and PS4. One is a good version. One is a perfectly fine version for the people that want to play it on that particular handheld. You know, one version is better than the other. And it's, you, you know, that that's, that version, the PS5 version will still be good. And also you, the, the other thing you got to remember is it's not just about the visuals, it's about the experience. So you think about um, the DualSense controller and what they're going to be doing with that and how much difference that will make to games. Um, just like imagine all these games that you played on the Wii U or the Wii that then got ported and were so poor because they didn't have the Wii U, uh, the Wii U controller or you know, the Wii Motes. It's it's mm. their intended, you know, their original intended control method, and obviously the DualSense controller is is doing some amazing things that in, it's towards immersion. So, it's mm. the PS5 will be the gold standard, but it's it doesn't. It's it's great that they're not locking people off. No, yeah, I agree. Yeah, fully. And and in five years' time, you know, when the PS4 stops being produced. The PS5 will then be, and it's insane. I, I've been talking to a lot of PC gamers this week. They cannot, nobody can put together a console, uh, a, a PC that's as fast and as good as either of the Xbox Series X or the Xbox Series S for 400 quid. Damn. No one can. It's insane. It you just can't do it. And so the, uh, Sony start making more digital versions of the PS5. Yeah. What's happening with that? Like I saw the PS5 pre-orders go up yeah. and then the digital ones just... Apparently there was there was two available for every twenty disc versions. Fuck's sake! Yeah, it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a tough ride to get hold of a digital version. Anyway, uh, Toby, what's your take on um, CrossGen and Sony's kind of uh, handling of the announcement? I don't think I've got a huge amount more to add that Sean and you haven't covered, but I could bring in the fact that Final Fantasy sixteen had a recent um, CrossGen sort of issue when we first saw it on Wednesday. It was. It said it was running on a PC. Yes, yeah, so six, sixteen. Assumedly, that was right. just because of like early development, maybe. Well, running on the dev kit rather than a PS Five. You might. You might be. You know. You might be right. But at the same time, that's not how everyone online took it. They took it as this is going to be available on PC as well at some point, right? And there's been loads and loads of back and forth on online for the things I've been looking at with Final Fantasy sixteen, where Sony have been forced to take it back basically to to say this is not coming to PC or at least not going to PC at any time, you know, in the next few years. Um, it's coming to PS5, it's an exclusive, etc. And roll that announcement back because everyone took it as an announcement. So I, I yeah. take your point, it could be that it wasn't an announcement, but that's certainly how it looked. Um, and then, um, so, so that's cross-gen as well right there. There's, this, the exclusives are what make me sort of think about 
whether I want to go cross-gen or not, you know, whether that matters, if you see what I mean. Um, so Ratchet and Clank doesn't seem to be getting on PS4. No, I mean, that I one would be a reason to do that, that your looks PS5. Like it, it looks yeah. like it couldn't run on the PS4. Exactly. So the, yeah. it seems like that's not possible. So that's the kind of thing that I really enjoy. That kind of you know, this is the excuse to buy the new the new console. Totally appreciate you know why you would want to have things on PS4 as well. The ones that are going to be the massive massive sellers should probably be available on all. And yeah, just upgrade when you get your console. It's no big deal, especially if you can't wait to play it for a month or two. Um, yeah. it, it's. For me, it's a non it's a no brainer. I think just I'll get the PlayStation Five whenever I get the PlayStation Five. Um and you know, I'll play the games then. It's I'll probably wait, to be honest, on a on a few of them. Um because two months, three months is not a massive wait, really. Yeah. That's all I'd add really. Are you gonna wait on Horizon though? I don't think Horizon's gonna come out that soon. Ooh. I think it'll be I reckon this time next year. We'll see if a bit of Yeah, but that, I'll have long since got a PS five by then. Would you know? <laughs> Yeah. Do you still need a reason to get one? I'll have a PS5 by March at the latest. Nice. Cool. Look forward to that. Uh, but yeah, you, it's, it's, it's an interesting point about Final Fantasy. I think they announced, was it six months ex- exclusivity on console, then it's PC, and then six months later after that, it's coming to Xbox. Ah, Something okay. Like so that, that adds a little bit more to it. It's just that yeah. the, um, yeah, they, they rolled back this, this last week on the PC bit. Yes, they had to change the trailer, as I believe. Yeah, they? yeah. Interesting. Uh, Greg, if you're going to finish this off, have you got a, any thoughts on this? Not really. I'm just kind of like living, living it, really. Um, I can't get a PS5 on launch, so if I can get any of these games on PS4, then fine. And then, yeah, like you said, I can upgrade over time. Like Sean said, I don't know why everyone's getting all gatekeepy and going, oh, blah, 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 blah about it. Just it works for me you know if there's games that i can't get on ps4 because they're only on ps5 only then i go oh well i have to wait until i can buy one no big deal yeah people need to like justify their own yeah it's, it's, the, it's the same it's the same with the whole pc master race versus console isn't it yeah pc master race feel better because they spent eight grand on a pc and i've spent 400 quid on a ps4 when or I'm... xbox versus playstation even. yeah exactly there's, you've always got to justify the one you bought by becoming yeah, this crazy mean... fanboy yeah, I didn't even actually spend that much on my pro. I got a second hand one. Um, so yeah, it's it's just, it's to justify the expense. It's like cars, isn't it? Oh, Ferrari's better than Lamborghini because I bought a Ferrari and I'm jealous of Lamborghini owners. You know, just I don't really care. Like as I just said, it like if I can get it, brillo bananas. If I can't, then I have to wait. I have to. Mm. I have to, yeah. you know, I have to wait. I have to suck humble pie and go, ah, oh, drats, I really want to play that game. Don't spoil it for me. I'll get it when I can. And like you said, if I buy a PS4 version and I get my PS5 and I can upgrade it for no extra cost, fine. Mm. I like how Greg sucks humble pie yeah. instead of I was trying to. I was trying to. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Ah. Oh. Hey, you picked me up on mine. <laughs> just, stick, just, just stick to writing. Um, no, I... I, I I corrected, well, I corrected you on the game you were quoting earlier. I helped you out with it. I didn't what was it? I said me and Greg as well. Oh, that. <laughs> oh yeah, no, that was funny. That was grammatical. Yeah, I had a point I was going to bring up, but it's gone now. So fuck it. <laughs> yeah, Next gen, cross gen. No. No, it's gone. What a toad. Great. Sorry, man. Oh. Right then, let's jump into um, the final topic, which is kind of a nice one. As we're all scrambling to try and work out how we're going to pay for all these goddamn next gen consoles and games. And uh, we we had a uh, small idea of like what was the first console that we actually bought with our own money? 
not one that we got for Christmas or got for our birthdays or anything like that. The first time we went out and bought a console. Um, this rather wholesome topic was brought to us by Greg Hicks, of all people. What do you mean, by all, of all people? You nothing. I would have a, nothing. a good idea. No, just a wholesome a wholesome one, yeah. <laughs> Not a good surprised, idea. Surprised I would have a wholesome idea because I'm such a cynical, nasty person. Um, I didn't say that. I didn't no, say I that. No, I'm saying it. It's fine. Uh, Greg, do you want to kick us off? No. All right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> my, my first actual console that I bought was a second-hand PS2 from someone who didn't want it, and he, he only had it for about a week. Um, didn't understand what market resale value meant, and I got it for about 120 quid, which is funny because they were like, a lot more than that when they came out. I was really excited for the Bouncer and Metal Gear Solid 2, and I'd only just started working part-time job in Sainsbury's. So this is like pre-game station days of any kind of discount or anything like that. And uh, yeah, it was just someone I used to uh, play darts with, and he just went, oh, I don't want it. And I was like, how much do you want for it? You know, 120 quid. I was like, all right, cool. And that was it. Uh, it's, it was just for me, it was like my first... Like you said, I, I mean, I bought my PS1 with like my Christmas money slash a bit of extra towards it, but that wasn't my money. I didn't earn it. So, yeah, that was like my first real console purchase. It was a second-hand one. I wasn't in the frame of mind or financial position to buy a brand new one, or I could have saved up for it, but I just saw a bargain and took it. So, yeah, my first console that I bought, my own hard-earned money was a PS2 second-hand within a week of it being released. Not bad for 120 quid. I know. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, that's a cool story. Uh, Toby, what and was then, your first console? And then, of course, and then of course, I started working at GameStation and all the discounts came in. All the discounts. Ah, yeah. the lovely discounts. I had, all, nice. I had all quite a lot of current consoles at one point as well. I had a PS2, which I then sold for a slim. I had an Xbox, which uh, was good fun. I got a GameCube and I had a Game Boy Advance SP. Mm. Yeah, good times. <laughs> good times. My favorite thing of working about Game Station, um, oh. aside from working with Greg, of course. Yeah, good save. Uh, sweet, was, sweet discounts. Was, yeah, those discounts and the whole, oh, can I take this game home tonight and I'll bring it back tomorrow? Yeah, was, being, able to, that was being fun. able to borrow pre-owned games for a week was great. Yeah, that was a good time. I even consoles as well. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think I took a cube home once. Yeah. Well, that's that. Yeah. Like I borrowed an Xbox and then I was like, I'll buy this one. Yeah, yeah it was lovely. RIP Game Station. Oh, those are the days. Uh, Toby, sorry, I cut you off ages again. <laughs> That's fine. Um, I never worked at GameStation. I never got a job in any games uh, shops at all, so no discounts for me. Sad times. Ah, ah. Um, I was trying to think about this. I, I think it was quite a while before I just stopped bugging my parents and um, betting things for Christmas and such. Um, I had. I've definitely told a story before about how I bugged my mother for um, a PS One once we realised that a PS, an actual PC, which is what I wanted, was so eye-wateringly expensive, and she actually folded and bought me a PS One. Oh, I like this. This is like the sequel to that story you told the other week. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, and then I think N sixty four came around. PS Two came around. I think I got both of them through just you know bugging people, bugging and getting money for Christmas. So I think the first one I actually bought with what would have been paper round money and potentially my very first pub job money um, was a GameCube. I think it was a GameCube that was the first one I bought outright myself. Um, and it would have been probably within a few months of it re- of release. Um, it's that, there was that weird crossover period, which we were just talking about on the quiz, where you had the Dreamcast PS2 
and GameCube all within a few years of each other, and probably the Xbox as well. I couldn't work out which what year it all was. Uh, which, a minute ago. which one? Which one came first? I'm going for Dreamcast on right, my so answer. Then, then my answer. <laughs> yeah, I'm going for Dreamcast on my answer. I'm just. Why are you it, telling me this? I just am. That's why I'm doing. <laughs> um, I'm being. I'm being honest. Anyway, I um. It's just that there were so many, so many consoles in such a short space of time at that point, um, and then this, and then the GameCube came out. I was just I'd getting to the point where I wasn't playing anything on my N64. PS2 is amazing. I've got loads and loads of stuff on there. I was definitely a PlayStation person at that point, at that sort of time in my life. Um, but I, yeah, remember using the money to um, to buy a GameCube, which was the weirdest little thing at that point. The the most fun looking little console, little purple box with a handle of all things. Um, which I just thought was fantastic. I was right back into Nintendo at that point, which is great because, as I say, just been totally Sony for a long time. Um, but I did find that my two Nintendo consoles, my N64 and that, and then the Wii as well, generally got less games for um, than than PlayStation. So GameCube was like Super Mario Sunshine, which we talked about last week, Wind Waker, Metroid Prime, um, and I was a massive RPG fan at the time, so I was looking for game. Um, places to play more RPGs. So that was Tales, my very first Tales game was with Tales of Symphonia and uh, Bait and Kytos, which probably no one remembers, but that I really loved that one as well. And it also had two remakes of, of Resident Evil games, um, or, or one remake and one um, new release, which was the Resident Evil Zero and One that were made in like these photo quality pre-rendered um, backdrops, which looked amazing. The one with the train, I think was Zero. I just thought they were incredible. Um, I really, really into Resident Evil at that point as well. Um, same with Greg. Uh, so that's probably it. I think it was a GameCube. Um, I don't have a huge amount of memory exactly when I bought it and how I bought it or what, what you know, what money was used or whatever. But it was definitely the the first one that was mine. Nice. What a console. What a console. Oh, it was a lovely little console. What a controller. Uh, Mr. Sean Davies, what was the first console you bought with your hard-earned drug money? <laughs> Um, this topic has really brought up some weird memories because for most of my life, I've never had money, which is like, I've been thinking there, sitting there thinking, okay, so the Mega Drive I had for Christmas, the SNES I had for Christmas, or my brother had for Christmas. Um, like every console I've ever owned has always been bought for me by somebody else. And I've, I, apart from the Wii, which I bought for something like 80 quid from a guy at work who was vlogging it. And it's like, it's weird. It's, <laughs> it's really broken me, this, this topic has. I really <laughs> need to start saving money instead of just pissing it up the wall on stupid PlayStation games. Um, yeah, I, I, last year, was apart from the Wii, um, which I bought cheap, as I said a couple of weeks ago, I bought it with a couple of games. Um, not really wanting to enjoy it, but enjoy it anyway. Um, I, I've never actually bought myself a, like the the Xbox One and the Nintendo Switch. I both bought I, I bought them both on salary sacrifice through the NHS uh, for Christmas last year, and still paying them off. I've still not paid for them. So, <laughs> it's like I bought one console for myself in my entire life. My wife bought the PS4. My wife bought PSVR. My wife bought PS Vita. My parents have bought every other one, or my nan. And wow. Um, Thanks for breaking my brain, Greg. Thanks for that. Wow. That was something. Yeah, that was a journey. Thank you. <laughs> what? 
What about you, Russ? What, what was the first console you ever bought? Uh, the first console I ever bought was an Xbox, the original Xbox. It was my first ever season away as a holiday park entertainer. And it was my first day. I just moved into my, to my caravan. <laughs> and I saw a, a television, which was quite a, a rare thing for an entertainer to have back in the day. Just there waiting for you. You don't have to bring your own. And I noticed that I had a scar connection in the back. And so I thought, bloody hell, I could get a console in there. I didn't have a console at the time. I had a GameCube. But um, due for safety reasons, I just didn't take it with me. I don't know why. I was just scared. I suppose if it came stolen because it was my first time away. Um, and my dad obviously was there taking me there with all my stuff in the back of his car. And we went into town to get some bed linen or something. I can't really remember. And I saw there was an Xbox deal on at Woolworths in Newquay in um in Cornwall and it was like an Xbox two controllers Halo Fusion Frenzy and Project Gotham Racing or whatever it was then for like one six nine or something it was a really ridiculous price and I remember looking at it going huh I just left Hollywood Bowl in Taunton and so I had a bit of cash on me I thought, you know what, whatever, let's just do it. And it was my first ever kind of major expense um, for me at the time, which was a, an Xbox. And so I bought an Xbox just sight unseen. And that was it. I sort of, from there, I brought everything myself from earlier. I've had people kind of like go, I've, I've got hold of people like, what do you want for your birthday? What do you want for Christmas? And I'm like, can you just throw me some cash towards the console, especially in the console season? I'm doing the exact same thing this year. Like in a console season, I said, just throw me some cash towards the next console. And I don't think, I can't remember the last time I bought a console outright with my money fully from like beginning to end. It could be the PS4 Pro, I guess, because I did, or did I trade, I traded my PS4 towards it, but I paid for the rest of it. I don't know if that counts, but yeah, the first console I ever bought with my money was the original Xbox with a copy of Halo and the Xbox S controllers because the Duke had been discontinued by that point. So yeah. That's my story. Oh, nice. Memory lane. Yeah. Yeah, it was oh, a good the, time. the Duke. The Duke, yeah. The, the one you could probably weaponize if you needed to. <laughs> I mean, it felt, happened? it felt good to play with Halo, didn't it? I remember... Well, I didn't really play a lot of Halo. I was a bit of a latecomer to the Xbox. I remember we had a, a controller S traded, and I was like, what is this wonderful bit of kit in my hands? It's so much more comfortable. What happened to the um, the Duke remake they were doing? Are they still doing those? Yeah, yeah, they're out. They're out, are they? They're like 130 yeah. quid or something, aren't they? I don't think so. I thought they were quite expensive for what they are, but they got the um the actual original boot up screen and the logo, haven't they? Yeah, they got a little screen on it, Ooh. which is pretty cool. Uh, yeah, the Hyperkin Duke controller is fifty-two pounds on Amazon currently. Oh well, that's not too bad. Yeah. What are we talking about? You know the the old 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 Xbox, the massive brick one. Hmm. Um, Hyperkin have released one a, a remake of that for the uh, Xbox One. But the, little, the, the big green Xbox button in the middle actually plays the Xbox. Oh, they had the weird-shaped controller. Sorry, oh, I don't think I ever bought one of these. And you could put a VMU, not a VMU, you could put some sort of memory card in the back. What mm. for? Um, well, for putting game saved onto it. For reasons. <laughs> like It's like a memory card that went in the controller and not the console. Okay. I can't believe I had to explain that to you. I was like, um... <laughs> I just didn't realize you could even do that, but all right, yeah, cool. <laughs> I was like, um... 
game saves. <laughs> but yeah, you know when you yeah. boot up the old old Xbox, you that green blob used to come up and go, Wow and the dashboard was there. But that's that's mm. what the thing don't laugh at me, I was doing my best. Um that's what the thing in the middle of the this new Duke controller does for really pointless effect. Yeah, and it's still got that terrible D pad as well. Oh uh, yeah. Nothing. Fifty two yeah. pounds. Fifty two pounds to experience the worst controller ever. Woo! I mean you can buy like their ten pound what the the PS4 one that looks like a Switch controller? Mad Cats ones. Oh, um, yeah. Jesus. Like, yeah. Mm. 52 pounds. <laughs> yeah. We're, we're, we're covering all the nostalgia tonight. Why Why does no spin itself? First consoles and big-ass ugly controllers. The best kind. Best kind of podcast. Uh, right then, let's get to the quiz answers. With Mr. Sean Davies. What a quiz this is as well. I've got to hope I beat six. Jesus Come on! I'm not worried yeah. about beating you guys. Just the kids. <laughs> okay, yeah, right. just the kids. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I'll use more than my six-year-old. Okay. Um, what was Mario's original name? Uh, what did? What was Paul's beef with this? Oh, because <laughs> he was. I, I can't remember without trekking back. But because we said it was Jumpman, and he was like, actually, it's not because he was Mario in the first Mario game. It's like, yeah, but it was before that. He was Jumpman. Yeah, he was Jumpman in Donkey Kong. He was being really. He was I arguing th- about it last week about him being not. I said he was a plumber, and he said something about him not being a plumber in the first game. Oh, he was, yeah. he was a carpenter. Or the opposite the way round. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he was a carpenter in the first game. But okay. Anyway, um, not that it matters because he wasn't exactly given a fucking occupation, was he? He was just, he was just jumping up well, fucking jump, ladders. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that means the answer is jump, man. Um, cool. Okay. Let's get past these ads into question two. Uh, what was the title of the very first video game, Greg? I put tennis for two. Tennis for two is correct. Woo! Um, the very first video game was Tennis for Two on the oscilloscope. Had really big, ugly controllers, didn't it? Um, I think it was like the, the most giantest of computers ever with that like little radar dish screen yeah. thing. Yeah. Okay. Question three: What type of Pokemon is strong against Charmander? Is it water, ice, grass, or steel? Toby. Uh, water. Water is correct. Well done. Yeah. I just, I'm just ignoring over the ice. That's the trouble. Fuck me. I've got to get everything right now. <laughs> not doing well so far. I've only, got, I've only got jump, man. This is really bad. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Who is the main character in the Splinter Cell series? I don't know. I think um, we've already talked about it. <laughs> uh, Ross, who's this? Sam Fisher. Sam Fisher. Is yes! It, got it's really hard. Snake, you want to give a jerky snake. answer, don't you? But... Um, it would just be that pedantic, like, oh, first answer, boop. Okay, what is, what, which of the following is not a playable character in the Super Smash Bros. series? Mm. It's all the Snake, Captain Falcon, Miss Pac-Man, or Cloud. Now, I'm going to tell you the answer they got here, because I know that this is an alternative costume. Um, it's Miss Pac-Man is the correct answer. I thought there. it was, because I remember yeah. Pac-Man being in Street Fighter X Tekken. Yes. Yeah, um, so I think Miss Pac-Man is a, is a trophy or something. Just, you know, she's in Smash Ultimate, but not like a main character. Okay. So, Miss Pac-Man is the correct answer there. Okay, uh, which the following isn't the real game. Uh, Jim Johnson's <laughs> Anything with an Engine, Sparrow Bandicoot Spinning, Hotel Mario, or Banjo-Kazooie Grunty's Revenge. Toby, which one isn't real? Well, I'm going for Spyro Bandicoot Spinning. Let's see if you're right. <laughs> you are correct! <laughs> oh, mate. I want to no, play I wish that it so was, bad. Man. Yeah. Uh, the, the, the answer screen here says, sadly, Spyro Bandicoot Spinning is not real. Oh. <laughs> oh, man. Has there, has there ever thing. been a Spyro crash crossover? No. Yes. Yeah. Scarlet. 
Scalanders. They got both. Oh, oh yeah. And Somewhere in the bowels of Blue Point, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, question whatever this is. Which of the following games was made by Naughty Dog, Toe Jam and Earl, Washington Clank, Jack X Combat Racing, or Crash Bandicoot to Insanity? Roscoe? Um, Jack X Combat Racing. Jack X Combat Racing is correct. Assumably, it's a Jack and Dexter kart game. Yeah. Yes. Mm, okay. It's like, do you know the, um, the surfing bits they had in the games? Just like them bits. Sweet. Um, which yeah, console wasn't it, game? Um, buggies in the desert. Yes, it was lots of different environments. Oh, okay. I think I remember buggies a lot more than it's, it's the kart racing game. Yeah, it's some characters there had like their surfboards, and you can go mm. up the lava and stuff. Um, I love the buggies in Jack Three. They're amazing. Absolutely. Uh, which console came first? With the GameCube, Dreamcast, Xbox, or PlayStation 2, Toby? You've got my answer. <laughs> what did you uh, say? Dreamcast. Dreamcast I is... went for Dreamcast? Correct. Ugh. I remember it because it was killed by the PS2. That's why I remember it's always mm. first. Yeah. Um, it launched in Japan on the 11th, uh, 27th of November, 98. Oh, I remember standing in Curry's out in Hankridge Farm, which Ross and Toby were known for playing Soul Calibur 2 for about two hours straight. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> and GameCube has got to come after PS2 because that was Nintendo catching up mm-hmm. after the N64. But I don't know where Xbox fits in. I can't after the PS2, wouldn't it? Was it, after, it must be after PS2, but is it after GameCube as well? Oh, I don't know. Yeah, it was really towards the end of the generation once. Okay. okay. Probably why I didn't uh, buy one because I had too many consoles by that point. <laughs> oh, look at him, lardy da. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what is, the, what is Master Chief's first name? Roscoe? John. John is correct. Oh, come on, website. Don't, don't die on me now. I've got to answer this last question. Correct. Okay. Um, hey. Yoshi's first appearance in... It appears in well, Yoshi first appeared in which video game? Mario is missing, Yoshi's Island, Super Mario World, or Yoshi's Cookie? <laughs> Greg, I put Super Mario World, but then you gave like the other two, and I was like, ah, oh, shit, do those weird educational ones count? Okay, so the correct answer is Super Mario World. Oh. Uh, I got 10 out of 10, well done. Full house for me. <laughs> well done. <laughs> okay, so uh, Greg, how many did you get? Ten. I am joining you in the full house. Excellent. Toby. Uh, nine. Roscoe. Ross. Uh, seven. Seven. What one did you miss then, Toby? Uh, Master Chief. Uh, wow, you don't really do Halo, do you? No, I went for David. Who <laughs> I, was what taking piss. <laughs> I was taking the piss. No David one one seven. No one's going to call him Dave, are they? Well, I don't know. I had no idea what he was going to well, call him. Call him John either. The name's I mean, Dave. Dave Chief. John yeah, is shit too. Come John's on. really bad. John's yeah. biblical. It's like John Smith or some shit. So is David. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Clearly, I paid a lot of attention to RE in school. <laughs> All right. Nice one, Greg. Well done. Yeah, I beat well a six-year-old. Well done. I did too, just. And us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I beat you two and a six year old. Yeah. Okay. Oh, don't be like that. Okay. It's, 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 all right, it's all right when you win, but I can't gloat for getting a full house once. Yeah. Full house but is I, nice. Yeah, but I don't go, nah, 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 do I? Yes, you do in your own roundabout kind of way. Wait, this quiz <laughs> says written by Greg Hicks. Wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's written by me because it's probably spelt wrong. It's got a quiz with an R in it. Quizzer. Quizzer. Riz. <laughs> Come back next week for another quiz.
So you have great yeah. to get another 10 out of 10. From the kids' website, we'll just keep doing air quizzes. Have fun. <laughs> Let's do it. Yeah, nice one. All right, then we're going to finish off there with Out This Week and Out This Week. Rebel Galaxy Outlaw is coming to PS4 and Switch. Um, looks pretty cool on September 22nd. Um, Sean's Game of the Week, Pendragon, is coming out on September 22nd, along with Tennis World Tour 2, uh, which Paul is currently reviewing. You'll see uh, more from that on the website very, very soon. And 13 Sentinels is coming out on PS4 on September 22nd as well. Our review of that is up now from our very own Toby Anderson. Um, Jet Set Nights is also coming to PS4. Unrailed is coming on September 23rd to Switch and PS4. That's like a pretty cool uh, co-op train track creator game. I'm not quite, I'm trying to get that from the uh, trailer, but it's uh, yeah, looks alright. Uh, Twin Breaker, a Sacred Symbols adventure, which is I'm alright in saying this is Colin Moriarty's game. Yes. Yeah. So do with that information what you will, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> It looks like, um, yeah, it's just a, a block breaker made by um, Colin Moriarty or made by Colin Moriarty and the other dude from Connor's Last Stand. Formerly, of course, of kind of funny. Uh, the Drone Racing League Simulator is coming to Xbox One on September 23rd. Castle Storm 2 is coming out on September 23rd. September 24th, Roller Coaster Tycoon 3, the complete edition, is coming to Switch, PC, and Stadia. Uh, September 24th sees Tears of Avia come out on PC, Xbox One. Rivals of Aether coming out on September 24th. Embracelet comes out on September 24th on PC. Going Under, which is a very, very cool game, comes out on PC and Switch on September 24th. Do look out for that one. I think of all the games this week, that's the one that I would highly recommend. Uh, Lost Ember is coming to Switch on the 24th. The 25th sees Port Royal 4 and the, the definitive edition of Mafia coming on September 25th to PC, PS4, and Xbox One. And the Panzer Dragoon remake is coming out on September 25th. And to PC, it's been about, but now coming to PC. And Genshin Impact is coming out on PC, PS4 on September 28th. My God, it's not a great week, is it? Apart from 13 Sentinels. Yes, apart from that, of course. <laughs> that's, that's, and, that's a killer. And Pendragon. Okay, so September 22nd looks really good. But everything else... <laughs> Everything else is. Uh... I'm 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 going to try out Genshin Impact because it's free to play, um, but I'm not I'm not holding up much hope. It could be it's... a strange old game that one. Is it multiplayer? Uh, it's meant to have some yeah multiplayer and co-op options. It's it's this weird gacha thing from Japan where you sort of buy characters like you would buy those little spherical toys out of a yeah out of a machine. Okay, well I I I like the look of it, um, so that might be. One that we could maybe do together and stream, maybe. Yeah. Like okay, stumbling cool. around in the dark in an MMO. Why not? With with waifu characters. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I could just see it now. We'll give it a go. <laughs> You're going to be like a cat character. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to be like a fat. <laughs> <laughs> like a, you know, the typical fat anime character. And um, yeah, we'll kick some ass. Awesome. Well, that does bring an end to this week's Finger Guns podcast. Thank you all very much for listening. Don't forget, you can follow us everywhere. Follow our link tree in the description below. You can follow us individually on Twitter at FNGRGNS. All of our individual handles are in the description below, except for Toby, who's smart and not on Twitter. We'll see you next time for more Finger Guns podcast goodness. In the meantime, it is goodbye from Mr. Greg Hicks. Goodbye, and don't buy Crisis Remastered. Very wise sage life advice. Goodbye from Mr. Toby Anderson. 
Sayonara. And goodbye from Mr. Sean Davies. True, our dog. And it's goodbye from me. I've been Roscoe. We'll see you next time on the Finger Guns Podcast. <laughs>